nice. Thank you. Very nice. I mean, it, was no, it was no Jacob beginning. <laughs> what is, though, really? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to our Bacon Bed. I'm Joel. I'm Kent. And Jacob. And we're talking about... <laughs> Jacob. And we're Jacob. talking about Dunkirk. Kent Dunkirk. Kent Dunkirk. Here I am. Now, Get if, her Dunkirk. If you've never listened to Bacon Cell before and you happen to see this review on Dunkirk, you should know that Kent over here to my right... Nobody knows that. I could be to your left. It doesn't matter. I'm helping him paint a picture in their mind. I can be right behind him. To my right. He's in the other room. Sitting in a beanbag. We put Kent in the other room. Sitting in the beanbag with his hand in a bowl of jello (laughs) has been looking forward (laughs) to this movie since... When did they announce it? Um, 2015. And he's been looking forward to it so much. And he finally got to see it. And we yeah. were all going to go together. Ken got his three tickets. I went out of my way to get extra tickets so that we could all go together. And we were all ready to go. And then Jacob said, oh, you know what? I had class scheduled I this night I hate you for guys. I'm so, sorry. One yeah. of these days, we're all going to be at the same movie. I'm starting to think we're not the same person. That we're, that we're, that we're, <laughs> we're all one the same, the same person? person. Yeah. But have we ever seen each other in the same room? Because <laughs> Kent's in the other room right now. Yeah, it's kind of weird. <laughs> with his hand in a bowl of jello sitting yeah. on a beanbag. Okay, let's make a goal. By Thor Ragnarok, we are all going together. We can't By make the time goal. that comes together. Oh, Marvel can out. bring us together. Good call. Okay, we'll do Marvel. that. Marvel. <laughs> Marvel, bring us together. It's just easier to get more tickets. Because no one wants to see him. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah that's that's obvious. Yeah, From the yeah. ticket sales. Yeah. But let's talk about yeah. Dunkirk. So, so these guys saw it. I did not. Yes. And you're going to tell me all about it in spoiler free version at first. Yes. And then we will get into the spoiler. In case you're full not familiar with, with history. Yes. There will that, be a spoiler. That's free the weird version. thing about this. I don't feel like we can spoil very much only because it is a historical event. That being said, I didn't know anything about this event. Well, it's because we're dumb Americans. I was just going to say that if if we were British, this would be a different story. We because are Americans, so we're not going to know as much. Background on this: it's what two years before America entered the war, so we don't really know about it's the very Dunkirk early, spirit. Yeah, it's very early in World War II, uh, 1940, I believe, is when it was. Yeah, and it, it is an actual. It's based on actual events, but we'll get into that. So, uh, can give us a brief synopsis of Dunkirk. Dunkirk tells the story of the Dunkirk evacuation. The Germans had pushed the French and British soldiers, 400,000 of them, onto the beaches of Dunkirk. Which is in France. Yes, thank you, because uh, I wasn't quite sure of that either. Yeah, I, but, actually, I looked up the geography of it, and it's actually... So it's right across the channel from home, so essentially. It's 26 miles. They could see their home it's from the where channel. they were. So yeah. there, there were 400,000 men on this beach, and they just needed to get to England, but the thing was, England was already bracing for war on their front and didn't have any supplies, any planes, any really ships to send over. And so in this movie, they tell the story of three planes... The soldiers on the three, beach. Yeah, don't say planes. That gets confusing. Three what? sections. No, three sections. But, okay. Yeah, Sorry. Planes, yeah. Three sections. One is the soldiers on the beach. Yes. One is the sky or the air. That's what I the think called are. the air yeah. with the three planes. And one is on sea, and that's where we have civilian boats and yachts coming to save these men. Yeah. So it's land, sea, air, fire. stories. Long ago, the four nations lived in harmony, and then the <laughs> no. fire nation attacked. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, um, who's missing in this story? Who would you cut fire? out? Fire. The Nazis. You'd cut out, you, you cut out fire. They're the Nazis. Fire? Are you sure fire is Nazis? Mm, Fire's close. not all bad. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> so that's the setup for this movie, and it was a little confusing uh, in that regard, so just know that when they... 
show these three different stories. It like says um, the mole or the mole, whatever they call it. The mole. Mole is chocolate sauce on tacos. Mm, Yummy. Delicious. Uh, But it says the (laughs) mole. That's not true. It is true. It's not chocolate sauce. Yes, it is. (laughs) Spicy (laughs) chocolate sauce. (laughs) Oh my gosh. That's my band's name in color. Uh, We're going (laughs) to give you some mole after this. Anyway. uh, And so there's like a title that comes up and it says mole one week. And I was like, what does that mean? I like mole. <laughs> the chocolate <laughs> Don't sauce. Don't correct me anymore. I'm Latin today. <laughs> uh, and then it said uh, the planes, it says one hour. And then the land, or no, the boats, it says one day. And I was so confused as to what was going on. But they're, they're essentially saying this is how long this story took. The evacuation took place. Because this movie is all about the evacuation. And that is it. In fact, the background, like Joel said, is limited. Very limited. They kind of just throw you right into it. In fact, it is the third act of a movie meaning here's the climax hope you're ready for the next two hours right and they throw you right in well and emily uh our you know our own beloved emily Mm -hmm. did congrats she she got married she got married she did say that this felt this felt like a two-hour trailer for a world war ii movie it was like or like a precursor to kind of what was about to happen and stuff like that and i thought that was even though it's all the action i was confused by that when she said that. that well all the actions in the trailer is that what she means no, Maybe. she, okay, we'll get into that. Yes, so that's the story behind it. Ken, uh, why don't you go first, since we all know kind of your feelings on Nolan and how you're very much anticipating this. I think people want to know how you feel about this movie. Okay, there are many reasons people should not like this movie. And I'll Number one, right now. Harry Styles. Harry Styles did a good job, actually. Uh, you <laughs> but, don't, but the fact that the Harry Styles is in this movie has made a lot of people kind of go, whoa, 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 whoa. Wait, which one, who's Harry Styles? He's from One Direction. The lead singer. He's the one that More quit or less. the band. And, yeah. No, Zane quit the band first, and then Harry Styles recently did his first solo album. <laughs> there we go. He's got a terrible name. I just wanted to see if Kent knew that, and he did, and, and therefore... Did. Hmm. You knew it too. Come on. No, let's not point that out fact. <laughs> out, out that fact. All right, so I'm going to list off the reasons that people are not going to like this movie, because I think this is Christopher Nolan's most decisive movie so far. In a spoiler-free manner, you're going to do this. In a spoiler-free manner. divisive? Divisive. Okay. Did I and say decisive? Decisive. decisive yeah. I meant divisive. It's pretty decisive too. But, but. the war was decisive. <laughs> so there are multiple characters here, but there's no one perspective. There is no one protagonist. In fact, there's the lead characters don't even matter. The actors don't matter because you don't really even get to know any of the characters' names. It doesn't matter. Okay? Right, because you're just picking up in the middle of the action watching right. it go. You also don't see an antagonist. Like, it's already breaking two rules of screenwriting. It throws you into the third act of a movie where they don't give you the dialogue or the progression. They just kind of go, boom, here we go. And you can barely hear the dialogue because it's it's British. It's deep British accents. Well, no, well don't bump all, do we? <laughs> exactly. But imagine a Hans Zimmer score playing over that triple. He did this in Interstellar as well, where he would play music over the dialogue so you couldn't really hear what they were saying. Yes, and because Hans Zimmer and Christopher Nolan working together, they doubled down on the Interstellar method by saying, look, it doesn't even matter what these people are saying. It is all about the emotions portrayed through music to set the scene. And they doubled down throughout this entire movie. This is an experimental film. I, I don't know if you agree. Is that another reason? I know you're kind that of it's reserving. an experimental film? It's very experimental. It is not something that people will expect. And I think we need to warn people a little bit. Prepare them. These, it's the same type of thing where if you went into Sweeney Todd not knowing it was a musical, you'd be like, what the heck is going on? Why is Johnny Depp singing? And people did that. Because at times you wait for this movie to slow down. So you're like, well, who's this guy and where's he from? And what's his character motivation here? Or where's the German soldier that's going to like 
maybe shoot him, but you're not sure. Where's Hitler in all of this? And you kind of wonder. Can't ask that in every movie, though. Where's Hitler in all of this? <laughs> <laughs> I asked that during regular conversations. I saw it. Dis- Despicable Me 3. I, that's exactly what I said. <laughs> yeah. Where's Hitler? <laughs> We're going a bit weird. But so I will say there are many reasons not to like this movie. And honestly, if people don't like this movie. I wouldn't even judge him. I'd be like, yeah, I get it. I totally get why you don't like this movie. You're not going to be surprised. I love this movie. One, what? Jake, I know. Jake, one, two, three. What? <laughs> it's because I appreciate great film in this film for me. And I'm not going to speak for anyone else here because I'll fully admit people won't like this movie. This was a true film experience. And I'm going to underline experience there. Okay. It was a roller coaster ride. And I'm talking a roller coaster that never lets go for two hours. I'm talking stress headache here. Like you'll get to the end. You like, got that experience kind of just from the trailer. I was like, wow, this looks really the point. relentless. Right. The you score know? is the main character here. Hans Zimmer has done something masterful where every moment is just built and built and built. The, the ticking talk, uh, the ticking clock now, is used. Can't use the word score. I want to point out that this is not a traditional score either. This isn't so this like a soundtrack with 80s hits. No, it is. <laughs> Drive it like you stole it. Um, no, because this isn't like, to, you know, there's not a, like a main theme pulling you through that you can, you know, hum along with and stuff like that. Right. It's like kind of like Interstellar had that atmospheric synthesized along with orchestra kind of sound to it. Mm-hmm. And it was more emotional sound than music. That's kind yes, of for what this was. Full orchestral, almost operatic. Yes. I would say this is a in- instrumental opera in that, a way. That's, that's going to make people like it even less. Okay. Yeah, that, that may be. <laughs> and that's another reason not to like it. But I'm telling you this, like I walked out of there and I did talk to Emily. I haven't talked to Joel yet, but I kind of know what he's going to say. I talked to Emily and she was kind of disappointed. And I go, yeah, I get it. I totally get it. And I go, maybe I'm disappointed too. And I go, no, what I felt in that theater, sitting there, riding that roller coaster, I can't deny how engaged I was. Absolutely enthralled. Uh, Emily was engaged, actually. So. She was engaged until she got married. But Yay. I I was, I. it was unlike any Nolan I've seen. I almost couldn't rank it right now. I, I was about to ask that, actually. I will so. say this. No, I, I, I want to know. So Sorry, I'm talking for like 10 minutes here. You, I'm so let sorry. Let me ask you this a is your bit. Then. Hmm? Is why, why did Nolan do this movie? He did it because, and I feel like it's what we predicted. Mm-hmm. He went so big with Interstellar. That it was almost, it's like, hey, I'm going to go into the black hole and let's see what happens. And it got real spacey, mm-hmm. very divisive slash decisive as well. <laughs> but the thing is, there was a, it was a, it was an interesting narrative that was very Kubrick. This one, yeah, he Kubrick. wanted to tell, same thing. He wanted to tell a, a very authentic human story that takes place in a very short time. And then he put the Nolan twist of the timeline thing. And I want to get more into that as a spoilers. But okay. for me, wow, I was blown away. This is an A. An A. A straight A. A. It's a straight A. So, and and I want want to ask you this, Kent. So I want to think about it for a moment. I want you to put this among Nolan films. I know. I've been trying to do that for the past two days. No, I'm going to give you a couple minutes. And it's not a written in stone thing. It's only recorded on podcast. Because we will have another Nolan show, I believe, where we do I'm pretty sure we will. But okay, solid A. Yes. I also want to know, and just because this is your your baby, Mm -hmm. I want you to predict what I'm about to say. Um, Grade-wise... I mean, in general, because you said, I think I know what you're going to say, and I'm, I'm intrigued to know what you think I, I'm going to say. Okay, I, I and, can take some guesses, and too. And I'm just going to get bullet points, because you're going to say them more eloquently. But okay. you're going to basically say there's no characterization. <clears throat> like, you don't get to know any of the characters. You you did think that some moments were beautiful, and just, act, like, art on screen. 
I'm hoping you say this because I think it's true, <laughs> but you're going to say the score was so overwhelming that you can't really recommend this to anybody and you're going to give this movie a B minus. Well, let me start off with the good points of this movie first. I think it's a little lower than a B minus. It might be. Let me start with the good points of this movie first. The aerial scenes, the dogfight scenes were amazing. Like you feel like you're in the cockpit. You feel like you're flying along with them. And they actually did use uh, one of the Spitfires that they flew along yeah. in there. Like they used an actual plane and he used That's actual cool. boats like instead of I mean, it's CGI. Nolan, it's practical effects. A lot of practical. I'm effects. glad he didn't use fake boats. Yeah, that would have been bad. Um, and I feel like from the moment this movie begins, you're caught up in tension. They don't give you a lot of breathing room. You're starting out and this isn't really spoiler, but it's starting with these people walking and like there's flyers coming down. The Nazis are saying, this is you. This is where we are. Where you've got you surrounded. This is like the first minute. Hmm. And then people start getting shot like right then. And you're like, oh, I guess these aren't my characters. You know, it's kind of like, yeah, like you're not going to talk about the girl in his wallet that he's waiting for back and she's waiting for back home. Yeah. And it's just right from the beginning. It starts and it doesn't really let up the whole movie. Like you're just in constant peril. So there's the good. That's the good. That's the good. Oh, man. Um, <laughs> Should have gone lower with this one for you. <laughs> I'm kidding. Can I actually really like this movie? Really? <laughs> yes, I did. What? This is a good movie. This is a solid movie. He keeps I, giving us these weird vibes like uh, the misleads uh, from no. Joel ever yeah. since we saw this because he, he you, okay, if I may, I'm Please. sorry to cut off your review no, no, right ahead. here. You were talking to Emily for about 15 minutes. And it was mostly Emily talking because she was disappointed. <laughs> Okay, continue. <laughs> because I was not, Yay! I was not disappointed. I, I, this is not my favorite Nolan movie. No, it's not mine either. In fact, I, I don't know if I'd put this in my top three Nolan to be honest, or maybe I don't know top five. Looking at it right now, guess what, Joel? It's not my top five either. Yeah, it, it's got to be lower than top five because there's so many good ones here. But I thought this movie was a very, very solid effort, and I said exactly what you said, which was he went so cerebral mm -hmm. on Interstellar. It's really That's refreshing. That's what I was looking for. Yeah, it was really refreshing. To have it be this simple story, and it is just this one little thing. These soldiers have to get off the beach. Well, and it, this is That's this it. is fact he's doing right. Like this yeah. is reality. This is cold hard yeah. reality as opposed to. And I'm not. I'm not saying this movie is perfect because there are some issues that I have with it. Um, I, I can't. You're right in the fact that I am. I'm. Whenever I watch a movie, I'm very uh, dialogue and acting are yes. two of my biggest things. Right. And we didn't really get either one of those in this one. Because mm -hmm. You get some acting, of course, because there's drama that's happening. But a lot of the soldiers are kind and of And Mark Rylance, obviously. He was good. He's great, actually. He, he was one of the best. He's probably the best part of the movie, to mm -hmm. be honest. Hey, what do you think now? He's not my boy. He's, he's, your he's boy. still your boy. He's still <laughs> yeah, my boy. <laughs> um, I do feel like, uh, and we can get this a little more later in the spoiler-filled territory, I do feel like the soundtrack was a little overwhelming at times, but man, when it was effective, it was effective. And I was, it was an immersive movie experience. Were you exhausted and beat up at the end? A little bit. Yeah, I was. And, yeah. and here's the coolest thing is this feels like an epic movie and it's under two hours. Like no, this is Nolan's His shortest, shortest movie. Film. Was Memento over two? Yeah, I think it was. Memento. I think, I think I remember reading Surprising. that. Was like, no, yeah. that was shorter. That was 90 minutes or no, something. Following right was shorter and that was his first one. Yeah. Oh but. yeah. Aside from, they said, aside from following, this is his shortest film. Yeah. Uh, well, it's almost. This is a hundred. Uh, excuse me. Memento is one hundred and thirteen minutes, and Dunkirk, one hundred and six minutes. Okay. Just barely. wow. So, uh, but what I wanted to say, I, I'll say this all in this. This is the, we'll get in the spoiler full territory, but this is a solid B for me. Okay. 
Meaning, so I wasn't too far off. No, you were. I mean, B minus is this. This is this is one of those movies that I think this is a solid movie. Is this it's, a three point five? It's a for well you done right movie. now. No, it's a four star. Is it okay? Because this is a well done movie. This is a well made movie. This is a movie that I think people should see. But it's not one I'm going to pop in and be like, "Hey, let's watch Dunkirk." See, I almost want to counter you on that one. That it's a movie that people should see. I feel like it requires a refined film taste. <laughs> I honestly do. Let's get into the snobbery of it. Well, it all sounds right like now. it's more than just film taste. From what you said to me, is like it. It has a, You have to have an ability to endure something terrible, right? And even yeah. difficult because it it requires a high emotional cost just to experience. All right. So let's just jump into spoilers because I know we're going to kind of lean that way in and out, anyways. Yes. So let's just get right into the spoiler. Let's do your song area. again. <laughs> ah, he spoiled me. <laughs> <laughs> he spoiled me. Oh, dear. <laughs> I feel... And once again, these aren't going to be really big spoilers because it's a historical event. It's war. Here's why I call this his most human film, because there are moments in this movie, for example, there is a moment where someone who no one really trusted before is drowning. And in any other war movie, the person that turned on that, that guy would come back and save that man from drowning and say... We're, we're in it, buddy. We're in it together. This movie is completely authentic. Everyone here is dispensable. I'm not saying everyone dies, but everyone of the 400,000 people here are dispensable. But also I will, I will counter, not counter, but kind of add to Kent's point there that it took me a while to figure out which person had drowned because they, oh, it did. Because they kind of all look the same in the sense of they're all these young kids, these unknowns. All the white guys look the same. The dark hair. Yeah. <laughs> well, they all have the dark hair. They had mud on their face and stuff yeah. like that. And it's just like I, I, I saw the hand kind of twitching and then dying. And I was like, who did we lose? And then I was, it wasn't until we saw the other guy. I'm like, oh, we must have lost that other guy. Yeah. So, and it, it really is like he picked, he specifically picked no name people. So that because it just kind of represent that these are just a bunch of kids and soldiers are wiry. They are actually cowards in this movie. Yeah. Trying to survive at all costs. This movie. And here's the weird thing. I think I may have mentioned this. They don't show a single German face in this movie. Nope. All they show you. You never see the plane like the planes. All you see. All you you have planes are bombs, planes and bullets. And that that's probably all the soldiers are seeing. So exactly. Oh, I wanted to get exactly. Dang it. I wanted to get to uh, this in the spoiler free version. But oh, well. Uh, so a lot of people were after Nolan for saying, you can't create a PG-13 war movie. It's not going to show the real horrors of war. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's going to prove them wrong with that. No, this movie, it was a gut punch. Like, there's a scene where one of the guys is just laying on the beach as a as a dive bomber's coming. They have no cover. They're on the beach. They can't go back it into the city. It was an amazing looking scene. And he just they all, everyone just kind of lays down on the beach when they start dropping bombs. And so you get the kind of the sharp focus on the guy and then the out-of-focus background with all the other people lined up. And you just see these bombs dropping. And you see people kind of flipping around. And there's no like guts or gore or anything like that, but you get the gut punch of these kids are dying and they can't do so anything. So many about people it. die in this movie without blood. Yeah, hmm. it's actually insane. I would actually I've equated this movie. A lot of people have asked recently, "What's this like? Is it like any other movie?" I said the only thing I can say this is like Mortal Kombat. Is, it's like Mortal, Mortal Kombat. Kombat. Goro walks out with his forearms. <laughs> <laughs> it looks really CG, but they use practical effects and no, no. blood. <laughs> no blood. No, and no blood. blood code. But yeah, the only movie I can compare this to is the first third of Saving Private Ryan, because that is all action except for not any blood, whereas that scene kind of glorified itself in blood. I like the first third of Saving Private but that's, Ryan. Yeah. That's the thing. I think that's the best part. It is. And then I don't even when, care for the rest. You and they're like all these well-known actors having these stories and everything. Like I, It kind of lost me. It lost me too. That yeah. said, there is no Tom Hanks against the tank. That moment where you almost want to cry. Yeah. There is no moment where you want to cry in this movie. Uh, I, I almost did. 
Except for which scene? And because the climax of this movie, the 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 whole point of what Dunkirk means is stiff upper lip, you know, the British spirit, the go get him spirit, whatever yep. it is like that, is that all these civilians bring their boats in. Oh, that was cool. across that the was channel cool. to take all the soldiers. Like that's the whole point. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't that that's one of the reasons I docked it is because that emotional climax wasn't as powerful as I wanted it to be. Like I did, I almost got emotional and you guys know how easily emotional I get. Yeah. And I, I sorry, I just got emotional. Um, no, but uh, it wasn't as emotional as I wanted it to be. And it almost, almost felt like an afterthought, which was weird. Cause I'm like, this is supposed to be the big moment. I, I like that scene. Actually, and they, they kind of jumped to it and jumped out of it, which was, I wanted more there. It's but almost I almost got emotional every time I saw Tom Hardy fly by and save another group of people. Yeah, because it is the the, the plain stuff is the best stuff in the movie, other than the acting by Mark Rylance. And that his stuff on the boat is actually really good. And Killian Murphy did a good job too. I thought dialogue not important in this movie. Like, because what the, dialogue are they going to say in war? <laughs> Get to the other boat. We just got Get sunk. to the chopper. Get to the chopper. Now. And no. instead, it's going. But I, and I say that not because you know they they play the music over the talking because they do, but it's more, they, they watched a bunch of silent movies, uh, to get kind of that feel because that's what they're going Did for. They? Yeah. They watched like, like I read up on oh, okay. how Nolan watched a bunch of silent movies like sunrise, which is one of my favorite silent right. movies to get the emotional, how they can portray emotions and crowds and things like that. Hmm. And so that's what they were going for. And a lot of this movie is silence. Like I, I wouldn't be surprised. I think, I think they said the, the screenplay was like 74 pages long or something like that, but wow. it's short. And uh, because there's not a lot of talking and dialogue takes up a lot of space on screenplays. Um, and Jake, just so you know, and, mm-hmm. and Joel did kind of tease this by saying there was a timeline shift. Yes. Where it's like one hour for the planes. I would say this is kind of a spoiler that uh, Tom Hardy's role in the movie was only one hour because it only takes an hour to get across the channel and try to fly through. Well, and apparently that's a, only that's how much fuel a Spitfire could hold. Wow. OK. Whereas the soldiers, you see them in the week span, but it's so uh, it's almost like. I'm not going to say memento, no, but close to a lot of other Nolan movies, maybe prestige where it does jump back and forth. But and you see, you see incidents happen later when they've happened before. And yeah, like you, see, you see a character oh. get pulled, pulled on a boat. And then later on in the movie, you see him on a ship, like a, a like a different ship. And, and it's it kind like, of makes you go, hmm. oh, wait, oh, there's a, there's there are different times here, which I thought they were hmm. going to do more with. Like, I thought there was going to be some sort of reveal. But like you said, that's not what they're going for. This was more kind of just. Authenticity. A way of, it, it, and Christopher Nolan said it was a way of condensing these three separate timelines into one timeline, yep. which was a very which is realistic endeavor. because if they're like we're gonna have to, we want Tom Hardy in this movie, but how, how which, once again Tom Hardy's face is covered face is covered mm-hmm. how realistic the whole it, time he's flying around like this but you can't even hear his voice so it's like <laughs> yeah, there's only a couple times you can get with but how saying. realistic is it for him to take off at the beginning of the movie and try to save all these people when. They've been going through this no. turmoil for a week. I want him to fly by, look down at Commissioner Gordon, and give him a thumbs up from his bat wing. That's what I <laughs> that, want. I do want that. Yeah. That was one of my favorite parts of Batman. Yeah. Uh, the soundtrack, I want to get into this as well. Uh, like I said, it's not a traditional soundtrack. I would, if I were in favorably comparing it, mm-hmm. comparing it to someone falling asleep on a keyboard. Because <laughs> that's pretty harsh. Well, and that's if I were in favor of comparing. Because the thing because is, the build is constant. so purposeful. It's though. constant, and it's like it's like the end notes of Purple Rain, where they just kind of hold down that note for a while, and this they play stuff a good over bacon it. Bit. <laughs> <laughs> but but I'm not going to favor. Uh, I'm not going to say it's bad though, because it really does. You feel the emotion of it, but it's constant. So it's when, constant. When there are moments of silence, which there aren't many, you feel it. Like all of a sudden, your ears kind of go, "Whoa, it's quiet. What's going to happen?" 
and you feel tension because of that. But otherwise, it's constant noise. And they play like heartbeats in there. They play a ticking uh, watch a lot of times yep. to make you kind of anticipate what's going to happen. And from the get-go, you are tense because you just feel like you're racing against the clock the whole time. Mm-hmm. So if you're... Don't see this movie if you're about to be married and you have other things on your mind because <laughs> you may not be as into it as you should be. I would also say don't watch this movie if you're tired because it is a slower movie. Oh, one thing slower? I do want to say. Slower. Okay, Joel. Meaning like they, they kind you, of... You haven't said anything that makes it sound slower. It's more like as they're kind of trying to do stuff, there's long stretches of no dialogue of them like running towards a boat for a couple minutes and they're just trying to get there and it, it's tense. But if you're tired and there's not a lot of talking and it's just kind of this... Did you fall asleep, Joel? No, I didn't fall asleep, but okay. I didn't. I didn't feel that at all. I, and I don't know if they had the theater bass up or what, but I, okay. I felt like I felt like I was in the D box. That's like, my question. My chair was shaking with bass. Huh. So we went to the IMAX screen. Would you recommend this in IMAX or just a regular theater? IMAX. It wasn't 3D, was I'd it? Say no, IMAX. No, no one doesn't do 3D. Thank it's, 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 he, it's why he's the best. <laughs> <laughs> there are parts of this movie, especially like the sea, when you just see this open ocean and no one's around, and I'm like, this is amazing. And, like you feel immersed in it. I, and I, I was in the cockpit with Tom Hardy. I know it's you know whatever uh, it is. You were it's so loud and it's so realistic sounding. It's very loud that you're just you're, it's like rumbling. When those gunshots when gunshots go off, you feel them in your chest. Like it was just like and you like start jumping because there's gunshots happening. One it's of insane. my favorite IMAX experiences. Hmm. I I would equate this to Gravity, in the sense of I and, and Gravity I did I probably did like more than this movie, but. It's an immersive experience where you feel like you're part of it and you hold your breath when they hold their breath and you're you're like mm-hmm. you feel like you're flying in the plane and things like that. Hmm. And same with gravity. When I was when I was watching that in IMAX, I was so pulled into it. And so I, I feel like this is the same as that okay, so, visual wise. So Joel, I know I think I know what Kent would say on this, but who should see this in the theater and who should pass? If you're looking for a, an action packed war movie, this is not your movie. This is a drama. This is a, a slow-moving drama, I would say, because, like I said, the action, the, the plot is very simple. These guys have to get off the beach. And the, the main, quote-unquote, main characters, because I completely agree with Kent, that they're really, it's weird to say starring anybody, mm-hmm. because they're all just kind of the same. Right. They, could be, they could be tossed out, because they're all just soldiers in the war. So don't expect, like, you know, huge explosions and fiery slow motion or anything like that. This really is kind of a realist war movie, but not like a D-Day type war movie, just like the waiting, like the hurry up and wait kind of mentality. It's basically not your grandpa's war movie, right? This is a traditional Nolan has, I would say this is your grandpa's. Well, okay. No, not, not the slow moving movie, but this is like an actual war. This is the horrors of war. I wouldn't say the horrors of war as much as the horror, the, the tension of what's going to happen in war. Right. So it's, a lot it's of it, but that's what these men felt. And it's all about the evacuation. Cause a lot of it's them waiting around on the beach and then a plane comes by and it's horrible. And it just starts teasing and picking them off. Yeah. Boom, boom, boom. Which is scary. It, this is this is like the anti-patriot. This is the anti-braveheart. This isn't a war movie with a narrative structure. This is a war movie that is very purposeful and experimental, but it works. And I was just going to say there's no heroes, but there is one hero. Well, there's two heroes. Well, yes. There's a couple. But there, I mean, they're all, they're all heroes. They're Joel. all heroes. But uh, uh, the ending also kind of felt... I wanted a little more. It gave me it gave me enough where I was satisfied, but I wanted a little more. But that was just me being like, I want more. Well, here's the thing. I think we ending. all wanted to hear the speech by Churchill spoken in silence. Right. With no music or anything. But the movie was didn't let up at, at any point. Like, why then? Yeah. And so. So there you go. Yeah. 
Well, I have to hand it to Nolan from what I've heard so far is he's gone into new territory, trying new Definitely. things, and he's done it with full force, it sounds like. This is his first movie based on actual events. Um, this is one of, it is just him trying something different, which I love. Which yeah. is what he does, really. When I, I love when a directors try something. That's why one of the reasons Kent doesn't like him, but I like the Coen brothers because they can jump genres. I like uh, Boyle because he does the same thing where he tries mm-hmm. these different things. And I think Nolan, he's done it very well in his career as well, where he's tried all these different things. And props to him because this is, this is a solid movie. I will say I don't think this is going to do gangbusters here in America. I think it will have a big opening weekend, a huge drop-off second weekend. I think that yeah. Brit, uh, British people are really going to enjoy this. Because yes. it's, it's very kind of go Britain, we British just, spirit. We just don't know the story here, and there's no Americans in the movie. So, but yeah. it's a great film. Absolutely great. Yeah. Cool. So there you go. There's our bacon bit for Dunkirk. It finally happened. Kent, did it live up to your expectations? You lived up to my expectations. Okay, now here's the finale then. Okay. Where does it land? Right in the middle. Right in the middle? Right in the middle. So we have, and just for, for the reference for you, uh, we'll count following. Following, Memento, Insomnia, Batman Begins, The Prestige, The Dark Knight, Inception, Dark Knight Rises, Interstellar, and then Dunkirk, all directed by Christopher Nolan. If I may, and I'll just get to Dunkirk, it, this is current thought. This okay. will change as I watch this movie again. Right. I'm going to R- see it again this is written weekend. in stone forever and recorded on a podcast. Go ahead. Inception, Interstellar, Dark Knight, <gasps> Prestige. Batman Begins, this one. Okay. Yeah. All right. Mine wouldn't go like that way. Okay. You want to, you want to give mine? Uh, am I giving yours? Do, no, do you, want, you want me to give mine? <laughs> yes, I want you to give yours. <laughs> Tell Joel because what he thinks. I would say, I'm, I mean, I'm going to start with The Dark Knight up top here, and then I'm going to give it to Memento, and then probably Inception, Batman Begins, and then insomnia, and then oh, insomnia is that high. I really liked insomnia. Cool. Yeah, look at you, hipster. Yeah, yeah, what a hipster. Yeah, <laughs> so a great, it's a good one. Message is there any head. is there any uh, rumors or anything about what he's working on next? He has a big project that he's not talking about. It takes him three years to make a movie because he writes, produces, and directs. He's actually know, remaking the remake of Jungle Book. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Makes him kin to like it this time. <laughs> yeah, that's probably true. And he's using real animals and training them how to speak. Exactly. It's Christopher Nolan. It's going to take some time. <laughs> but there we go. There is our review of Christopher Nolan's Dunkirk. We'll see you next time. chocolate sauce on tacos mm, yummy delicious uh, but it's a, it says <laughs> that's mold. not true where's hitler in all of this